Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are wrapping up our journey with Lucifer Season 3 today, and we are excited to welcome back to the podcast, friend of the show, LaToya Ferguson. LaToya, welcome back. Very glad that you could join us for our wrap-up. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, any final thoughts on like the episodes you weren't able to join us for the last two episodes of the season or of the of the arc and then if you have any thoughts on the last two standalones let me just double check some things in my in my, in my notes i took a few more notes but i'm like is there anything i need to reply to like nothing i needed to like yell at anyone in the podcast for <laughs> um uh, I already mentioned before, like why the name Marcus Pierce and how you get there from Cain. But I guess uh, the other reason is that way uh, it, their their shipper name could be Pecker, uh, and that that's a very Lucifer joke. I'm like, ha ha, Pecker, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> we be crying over the damn waffle maker charm. That's in my mm-hmm. notes. Um, see, one of my notes just says Trisha Helfer is a fucking G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. And explain Cinder Man to me, Kate, is also in my notes. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're starting off our season three arc, uh, like, discussion. And I'm not funny enough to turn into a comedic bit, so I'm going to go first. And actually, in earnest, try to explain Cinder Man. So here is our great idea for season three for Lucifer Writer's Room, I'm going to pretend. Um, so we're going to, uh, we're going to have, we're going to bring Cain from the Bible, right? Ah, ooh, interesting, cool. And we're going to have him be immortal, but definitely very human. So he's got like super human abilities, um, just in that he's had more time, he's been around longer, he's gotten into a lot of fights, so he's uh, he's really strong, but just like human strong, but still he can fight. He's a good threat. We're going to do some shipping stuff. We're going to get him together with Chloe. How stupidly is how, but I'll get back to that. So we're going to start off and he's going to be the new lieutenant and he'll be at the workplace so we can get more of the cop stuff. And he's going, there's going to be some vague mentions of the Sinner Man and he's chasing the Sinner Man and that's why he's in LA. Uh, but really, spoiler alert, he's in LA because he is trying to die because he can't die because of the Mark of Cain. So Pierce is a immortal human who has spent at least the recent history, though we have no idea how long, but at least the recent history, developing an alter ego crime syndicate, alter ego called the Sinner Man, doing all sorts of illegal things that mostly get referred to vaguely, but are bad. And he has wreaked havoc in Chicago and killed Pierce's brother, who doesn't exist. But, okay. And then when... Kane, when Pierce comes to LA, he's tracking Cinderman. Cinderman has come there. Cinderman is really Pierce's friend, former protege who he grew up, who grew up with him in to some extent, who is now middle-aged man, but who he Pierce first met as a child, who through his acquaintance with Pierce or his own psychology or some, probably some combination of them has decided he's taking over the persona of the Cinder Man and killing a bunch of people and torturing them in various ways. We'll do an episode about that in a fridge. It'll be funny. May be great. Then <laughs> we're going to have him decide he's trying to trick Lucifer into killing him because maybe he thinks he's Cinder Man and the only, and he can't die but maybe it'll work if Lucifer does it. I, uh, that's that's fuzzy. But 
he's trying to get Lucifer to kill him. Lucifer almost does, but doesn't. But who cares? Because that house is spectacular. And then ultimately Pierce is going to kill him before he can say too much. We'll also do a great episode out with him blinding himself so that Lucifer can't do his whammy. Then all the Cinderman stuff is just going to go away. And <laughs> just no more of that. And then we'll just be like, hey, this Pierce guy, what's going on with him? Oh, he he and Decker are so hot together. We'll just, we'll have Ella say it all season until it comes true. Because Amy Garcia is so charming that anything she says, it'll it'll just work, right? And of course it'll work. Then when we realize, th- then we'll have Kane pivot into, he'll decide that for whatever reason, Chloe still could maybe allow him to die but, and we'll do a Lucifer team up here so that he can piss off dad by killing Kane uh, or helping Kane to die. Then uh, we'll have him uh, decide he needs to trick Chloe into falling in love with him because if she falls in love with him, then he'll be able to die, even though that doesn't make sense with what we've established in our own mythology in season one for how Lucifer's whole you know vulnerability thing works. But but uh, we'll hope nobody notices. Then we will um, have Lucifer decide he's not going to help Cain die. He's not really digging all this 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 Pecker stuff. That'll be the ship name. And then uh, make sure he has no chemistry on a motorcycle with Chloe. And then we will have Clo- uh, him just about to achieve his goal of having Chloe fall in love with him and, and express that. Apparently she needs to say it out loud for it to work, but we'll have him realize he's got feelings for her and doesn't want to hurt her. So instead he'll not hurt her by breaking up with her. Cause that <laughs> makes sense. And then after that, uh, then his, his mark will be gone. And then we will reveal that it isn't because she loves him, uh, but it's because he loves her for some reason. And then uh, we're going to have him decide he wants the mark after he tries to win Chloe back and she won't take him back because she'll finally come to her senses. But maybe we'll do like a Bachelorette episode first. But anyways, then he'll decide he wants the mark back after all. And he'll go after a Menadiel thinking maybe that'll work. And then he's going to miss and kill Charlotte, which is why Lucifer is finally going to eventually kill him. We'll do an awesome badass fight scene at the end. And the way we'll get Chloe and Dan on board with this is that we'll reveal that actually he has been the Sinner Man this whole time. Lucifer didn't have a problem with it. He knew, but just didn't say anything and didn't have a problem with, you know, Pierce obviously having killed many, many, many people. Um, and he thought that they wouldn't care or wouldn't listen. Uh, and so once they find out that he's actually the Sinner Man, then they'll be super on board because he just killed Charlotte. And therefore, we can have our team up end of season. Can I throw in a wrench to that whole thing? That's going yeah. to like really upset you off. So obviously they're upset because, you know, the hiding of him being the Sinner Man, right? Yeah. So the Sinner Man they know is the Sinner Man uh, that gouged his eyes out. Like the, all like the bad things they know he did, That's that was him. That was not Pierce. So. But wait, was, some of it was Pierce, right? But some of it was Pierce. Think, was any of the LA stuff Pierce? I think it was because I, I think they LA- determined that he couldn't have done all the things that he was doing because he was in custody and the woman who faked it all had gotten contacted while he was also doing something. I think- Oh yeah, but that was yeah. like a, fa- a fake Cinderman thing. I mean like the real Cinderman stuff. Like No, but I think it was, but I think it was both of them somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was the I invitation. always thought the reason that okay, yeah, that one is back to the Derby people. Killed, I, was, mm-hmm. I think the reason that Pierce killed 
fake sinner man was to keep him from saying, oh, well, the person I work with is that guy. That was how I read it. Even though he wasn't, didn't seem like he was going to do that at all. Because he seemed to, yeah. But and then at the in the end of the episode, he's got all these favors he can call in in L.A., which could only be happening if he had previously been granting favors and doing his thing in L.A. Uh, Scotty asked, "How did how did Dan figure out Pierce did it? What did he see in the files? By did I mean killed Charlotte and Cinderman? I think it's just that he re- connected that Charlotte was looking into Pierce as Cinderman and assumed that like she went after him and he like he knew it, so he retaliated. Yeah, he killed her to shut her up, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah it's." unclear why she was investigating pierce okay oh, well that's a file from like amenadiel basically when yeah i thought oh, okay. it was from the from the the from thing the amenadiel pi stuff yeah yeah yeah. Line, okay. right? yeah like they should actually have spent time on charlotte and amenadiel teaming up to try to figure out what the deal with pierce was mm-hmm. but instead it was like i don't know let's yeah yeah she wasn't so pierce. looking into pierce because like she and amenadiel had celebrated and everything that they broke pierce that was the whole point the whole point wasn't even like to put away the center man it was just like to, to break them up basically i have another really important question um latoya are you wearing a cute choker right now i am (laughs) (laughs) see that's what really matters yes so did i miss anything was that actually the cinnamon plot i think it is and uh i will say some because i finally got a chance to also watch orange is the new maze because i didn't get a chance to watch that Uh and i I still like the final scene with kane and maze and i think that's really good tom welling uh villainy scene and that's where i'm like we should have really just seen more of him cinnamoning uh in general like because <laughs> evil mastermind kate is just better than like the pierce stuff that we got like which makes me think like, i even wrote like so maybe kate was kind of right about like the show weirdly wanting us to like him because like just show him doing crimes like mastermind stuff i was also, also why i was asking like what cinnamon stuff did he do in la because i forgot about the roller derby stuff because i was like thinking like the michael gladys stuff in the beginning of the season I'm, like i guess maybe he, he did do that one but then, like, the other ones when like, his protégé's going off the rails, that obviously wasn't him. That's why I was like, yeah, but ob- obviously, yeah, the first one, I believe, was him, so. Can you imagine if they had only taken a couple episodes to reveal that he was Kane, so that they could have dispensed with the, oh, maybe he's a good guy stuff early, so that the big reveal at the midpoint would not have been that he was Kane, but that he was the Sinner Man. So then it would have been like watching them all figure out that this person who's been doing all of this nefarious evil stuff like the call is coming from inside the house. It just the structure yeah. of it of the mystery makes no sense to me. The yeah. things that they chose to hold back and why they chose to hold them back, it's totally baffling. I think that does uh, make sense actually because then you could if you have, know he's Kane immediately, you could have like doubt about whether or not he's a good guy and you can be like of course I'm a, like this one mistake basically played me for the rest of my life but I'm a good guy and then the reveal is like no he's not. Totally a good guy. exactly. If like if we're wondering oh well because then we could have even gotten the episode with Abel early right. and then the ambiguous note of like, oh, well, he wants to reconnect with his brother, but it's really just self-serving. Yes. That could have been an indication of his character. And then we slowly build this big reveal as opposed to, well, obviously he's the sinner man. No, wait, he can't be the sinner man because this is too stupid for that possibly to be what's going on. Oh, wait, no, he actually is. Wait, he loves Chloe. No, he doesn't love Chloe. Yes, he does love Chloe. 
like none of that would have been necessary. Also, I want to say at a certain point during Kate's explanation, uh, my doorbell rang. You probably heard it. And I had to get up and buzz to let, you know, a package in or whatever it was. Uh, and by the time I came back, Kate had moved on to a, like a different section of explanation. I thought she was talking about the end of the season. And instead she was talking about the midway point because they did the same <laughs> thing over and over and over again. They like halfway clarified and then didn't actually clarify the same things over and over again. We've had this conversation so many times and every time it's been relevant because they just couldn't get it together. It's baffling. Is season three our hell loop, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's our hell loop. But luckily, um, we know where the door is. No, I'm sorry. My how loop is the is the season of Arrow where it was Arrow versus New Team Arrow. That's my how loop. That's, that's my how loop too, actually. Yeah, that's my how loop. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Because at least, you know, at least we had Dan and Charlotte here, whereas yeah. then I just had to content myself with remembering that Legends existed, so. As always. <laughs> Noel, do you have any thoughts on Cinnamon? <laughs> it just could have been such a good idea like it was a good idea well yeah it just it it could have been such a good story yes yeah um because all of the concepts of let's let's do or let's do a favor rival with lucifer to like drive home this sense of lost identity let's do it's coming from inside the police precinct with kane pierce and then i really like allison's point because i was about to make the same point about if you just reveal that he's Cain earlier and then we go back and forth about allegiances and we keep Abel exactly the same, like don't change anything about Abel. And it becomes this weird sort of unreliable, jilted, upset, jealous brother thing that shores up the positive perception of Cain slash Pierce. Um, And then to have everything twist and turn in some way, shape or form. Again, I think it all could have worked really, really well and fed into this lar- the the season's sort of an emphasis on who am I, what am I, where do I fit, and but they couldn't like make it all snap and crystallize and take your take your preferred metaphor for narrative working, um, and I think that that just makes it all the more frustrating because you can see all the little components here, there, and everywhere, but the yarn just doesn't connect to anything. Yeah, well, and. And there's this other really interesting element of it that they could have worked in that that happens just like a teeny tiny bit, not so much with the first one, but with the second, which is that if if the whole point is that Pierce is slowly winning everybody over. Obviously, Ella and Chloe are inexplicably, I mean, I guess for arms reasons, on board from the beginning. Everyone in the precinct for arms reasons, because they yes. all think he has great arms. Right. <laughs> um, and... Dan is, you know, just like trying to be good at his job. So he's on board because he, I don't know, trust authority, whatever. Well, because he gets negged immediately and he has to pray. <laughs> so if he, but if he like, works on dudes, let's just keep that out there. It works on dudes too. Negging but works if, on Dan, obviously. <laughs> obviously. But if we're, but if this is about, if the first chunk of the season is about Pierce winning Lucifer over so that we get to that point where he's like, listen, if you are happy, then I am happy for you. I like, I, on the one hand, yes, I will help you. And on the other hand, Chloe, if this is what you want, that's fine. Like both of those points can kind of be related, right? Then the only person who would maybe be suspicious would be Charlotte. And we, 
won't necessarily always believe Charlotte or certainly they won't because she's an unreliable narrator because they all think she's mentally unhinged, right? And then Dan, who is a dirty cop, then the people who start to suspect Pierce are the people that would be least likely to be believed within this world, right? So then you've got a very different piece of tension and it's about people sort of slowly dragging down their... um, conception of Pierce and all of that. So I just think there are so many missed opportunities in the season and it's really, really baffling. And it would be, I've said baffling like six times, apologies, but you know what? I, at least I haven't said devil face <laughs> 16 times an episode. Second best performance of this season. <laughs> Allison saying devil face. <laughs> After Pierce playing dust in the wind. Yes. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't understand how it is that the story was so bungled and the characters were so bungled. Because usually you would assume that if the plot made no sense, it would be because they were more interested in serving the characters than serving the story. But in this case, they served neither. Like they served making sure that, I don't know, Tom Ellis got one annoying Lucifer thing to do per episode. And like, that was all they were interested in. So real bummer. I have a quick cinema question. I think they were very much going for the thematics of like, you know, the revelation that Lucifer and Amenadiel's like angelness was self-determined a la the hell loops. Um, and they, I think they were trying, they were tying that in, in the finale to Kane's mark. Except earlier in the season, they specifically said that Amenadiel came down on a mission from God and gave the mark to Kane. So Kane didn't give himself the mark. But are we supposed to take away that he was able to free himself of it because he put someone else, because he put Chloe above himself, before himself? Yeah, he gave him his punishment, and then this guy spent thousands of years being a selfish prick, and then the one moment he finally wasn't selfish, like, the punishment ended, basically. Yeah. It's just like, it pretty, God gave him in the opening, he just never took it. Right. So, but, but it's different than the hells, because the people send themselves to hell. Yeah. So this was like... Similar, but with but more punitive because God yeah. started the punishment. Yeah, right. Infernal guinea pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is kind of like uh, the Abel thing, the infernal guinea pig. The Lucifer things also like that was the first time thing. And then, yeah, these are just like the, these are the first versions of these certain things. Right. Okay. And they're all built, including like the wings and everything, by this idea of self determination. And, and it's kind that, of like what Linda asked earlier in the season that they never answered, but like, it's about like, how do they, like, what powers, you know, is it like, how's that base basically? Did God just give you, and you will be the one with like the desire power and, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's kind of determined based on their personality and like the life that right. they live basically. Yeah. It's a very God thing to do. He's is... a little, a little <laughs> prankster. Yeah. Um, Marcus says the mark is an unlocked door and I, yes. And I just love the idea that like, in theory, in my head, head canon, God is like, okay, so we're going to do this, but like, he'll get, you know, and he didn't intend for him to not die and <laughs> be around for a millennia. He just is he, he thought so he'd figure it like, out sooner. You know, t- you know, like 10 years, 20 years, you know, eventually he'll figure it. And then he's like, just look at it somewhere, just somebody looking at his watch going like, seriously, guy? Like, it's been, <laughs> it's been thousands of years. Like, and I can even imagine like God putting various people in Pier- like uh, Kane's path, path. Like, path yeah. just to like be like, let's see if he'll like take the bait this time and like do well. And he doesn't 
each time. No, I'm just gonna take this rock and move on. <laughs> like, like the, like the, like the cinnamon we meet, right? It's like, ah, you know, it's like a neighborhood child who will come to be like a son to him. Surely this is good. No, are you? Ki- he killed him. Oh my god, <laughs> corrupted him. Yeah. <laughs> they- they can, they never really explain like how, like, I just imagine like he adopted this kid. It's like, oh, maybe he'll do something good. It's like, nope, he just did it so he can warp his mind as an adult. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, well, I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk to everybody about their thoughts on the season, everybody in the Zoom. So uh, let's go around and say any other final thoughts of the season and uh, I guess favorite episodes or element that you want to shout out that we haven't mentioned yet, either positive or negative. Who? Uh, let's try it. Why don't you go first? Oh, no, I wasn't ready. Okay. Uh, Noel, you go first. Sure. Um, so I think that, and I'm just, since I get to go first, I get to steal all the good answers. Um, <laughs> off the record, it's the best episode of the season. I think that's pretty much agreeable there. Um, I agree. I was going to say that, but I'm like, I don't know if it should count. Yeah. It's right. such no, it's a good thing. episode. It doesn't feel like it belongs in season That's why three, I was so. like, I, wait, I need to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make me look bad, Latoya. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to remember that when we announce that we're doing Vampire Diaries for the next session of Streaming in Place. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm I'm fine with all the Vampire Diaries content. (laughs) (laughs) No, so off the record, I think it's probably the best episode of the season. Um, But then the finale, like in the words of Alison Shoemaker, just slaps. It it slaps. Um, So I think those are both really, really good episodes. Um, And... But in my brain, I just can't get over the fact that it's just kind of a mess of a season that also just kind of does like various character assassination things, both on presentation levels, but also let's make fun of micro penises. It's just like, I can't get over that. <laughs> um, so weird hodgepodge of a season that I don't love. Um, and yeah, it makes me sad. But those, those, two, those two episodes were great. <laughs> Allison, what about you? Oh, I mean, I agree. Um, in the words of Alison Shoemaker, the finale, in the words of Noel Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick, in the words of Alison Shoemaker, the finale slaps. Um, Wait, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think that off the record is so far and away the best episode of the season that it's a little bit hard to imagine that it actually exists within this season. Um, which I guess, Latoya, is it one of the standalones from? Yeah. Yeah, so it like I guess sort of doesn't. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm explains it. Yeah, um, but you it know what? During the season, I get I'm to gonna take. I, I, I am too. Take the W, Lucifer. It's, and they do you right to make sure that they factor that into right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's. I just. I think that it is probably the best episode of the show that I've seen so far. Um, just incredibly. It's like a little incredibly vicious sharp tooth short story and i just i've thought about it a lot since i saw it um really really well done uh i think um that the finale also slaps uh i was surprised again and i've said this many times but bears repeating by how much i enjoyed dan this season i think most of my favorite elements of the story somehow involved dan or at least were made better by dan and even though Dan got a big level up in season two. Um, 
it it just it still catches me off guard exactly how much I liked him in this season. Uh, I think Kevin Alhunter did a great job, uh, and I cannot believe that they managed to make me so emotionally invested in Dan and Charlotte. How is that even possible? Um, but Trisha Helfer uh, is a G. Latoya Ferguson, uh, I yeah. think that was the quote. Um, <laughs> it is very very good uh, and. I just don't even want to imagine what the season would have been like without them. Then obviously the best moment of the entire season uh, is Tom Welling singing Dust in the Wind on his guitar. It is known. Um, there is no other acceptable answer. It is the only scene in the entire season that makes perfect sense. Uh, unfortunately, it apparently belonged to another series. So that's too bad. Would have liked to watch that show. Um, one other thing before we hit Latoya. Um, one other thing that I I love about this season, legitimately, that actually happened in this season, the fact that Lucifer thinks that pudding is made in a factory that looks like it's an abandoned chemical warehouse from Star City on Arrow, like mm -hmm. just the best <laughs> thing, just the best thing, easily the best thing, like just it's so good that it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Sorry that you have to bleep that. Anyway, Latoya. <laughs> Uh, so obviously mentioning off the record, as we all have, uh, even though it doesn't, technically doesn't count, which I will also shout out uh, Vegas with some radish for the same reasons of not counting, but like got to give some love to Candy Morningstar always. Always. Uh, yeah. The, the finale slaps, we've discussed. I would say, let's see. Yeah. Welcome back, Charlotte Richards is a, a yes. pretty great episode. And, it's uh, the pudding episode. It is the pudding episode. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it's just it's got everything you want. It's got Trisha Helfer. It's got pudding. And Dan upset about pudding. No, that's end of list. It's Trisha Helfer. <laughs> it's got Trisha Helfer and it's got pudding. Um, yeah, here, here. Okay, I have several more little moments and things, but I want to save them because I don't want to steal anybody else's. So we're going to open okay. it up to our listeners. Um, I'll, I'll go left. And please feel free to repeat us. Like, yes, yes. everybody it's can fine. just go ahead and say off the record, it's fine because <laughs> it's it's the correct choice. So, so Keenan, I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, what are your takeaways on season three? Cause you had seen this previously, but it was like binged, right? So what was this experience like for you? It was binged. And if I remember correctly, it was definitely watched like somehow in a late night haze where I was kind mm -hmm. of sleeping through some episodes and being like, really, there's more left of this season. I, thought <laughs> I slept through most of it. Like just, it kept going and going and going. And I remember being confused when the standalones aired for lack of a better word, just being like, wait a second we just totally ducked out on a bunch of forward momentum like what what's happening here but I do agree that off the record is a really really great episode of Lucifer um and I agree that the finale slaps my own personal words were it stuck the landing um either is fine it's fine Allison it's fine Thanks. um <laughs> So I really like the finale because I like my complaint with Lucifer the whole time is they keep talking about these big primordial forces. Like these are world creating and destroying entities. And they're like making fun of micro penises to quote Noel and like poking it, you know, making breast implant jokes and like solving these, you know, um, stunt driver becomes NASCAR driver. Murder <laughs> and I'm just like, but why aren't, why aren't we engaged? Like, why aren't we playing this? There are fa big fantasy mythology elements of this show. Um, no matter kind of where you fall on the belief spectrum, like why not embrace those a little bit more? The 
slowing down time that a minideal can do is cool. Seeing the wings go is really cool. Um, the the visceral, the first time we saw Lucifer's wings at that auction in season two, um, very, season one, thank you, Latoya, very, very cool. Um, so I really like the finale for that reason because we get superhero action fight. Tom Welling gets to do big, big guy punch and stuff stuff. And I just feel like in the show that could have been, um, or even like if we continue on sort of like a, it's fine, it's not the greatest in the world. Like where's the flashback episodes of Angel where we see Angel in 18th century Ireland and David Boyne has to do his accent and stuff. Like why do we not have Tom Welling um, actually turning out to be Benedict Arnold? Why do we not have Tom Welling, um, you know, involved in very, like, how did Kane get to the United States of America? Like, why don't we have Legends-esque historical costume tomfoolery? Why, why if we have a season that contains 3,000 episodes, do we not have more to get us, like, interested, make our villain the least bit compelling? And I'm not going to say that Tom Welling is God's gift to acting, but I do think he could have been really fun just because of his sheer physicality. He's a big guy. He was big when he was on Superman. He's the big guy now that he's older. Like it would have been fun to see him bouncing around history. Latoya, are you raising your hand at me? <laughs> I have an answer to your question. Okay. Fox wanted more cop stuff. Oh, I hate it so much. It was the most boring nonsense. We could have seen the sinner man like working with Al Capone in the twenties. Like we could have had some mother of pearl. Anyway, um, so I was like, like, oh, and why we have all these throw asides to Lucifer helping Shakespeare punch up Hamlet, Lucifer just popping up to earth. Why have we not had the episode of, um, what is it? Good Omens where you see them throughout history kind of checking in with each other and slowly becoming allies. What the fork, man? <laughs> That's how I feel about this season. Uh, best performance was, I don't even care. Oh, the guy from, um, the guy from <laughs> Off the Record, obviously. He was great, yeah. I like him a lot. He yeah. sells the uh, dandelion powered car on Pushing Daisies and he's great on that as well. <laughs> In and out. Okay. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, Scotty or Mark? Oh, wait, Allison? Wait, really quick. I feel like <laughs> because there there was not a visual accompaniment for those listening at home, you need to know that while Keenan delivered that righteous sermon, she was wearing a beautiful robe with a matching turban. So <laughs> I think, I, and her cat was hanging out next to her. So she, it was Keenan and Gus and Keenan was wearing lovely pajamas as always, but a matching robe and turban just top-notch stuff. I would ask what she thinks about the lingerie this season, but there was very little lingerie this season, and I'm sure it was all boring. It's very disappointing. <laughs> oh, come on. Scotty, you are up. What did you, what was your experience like as a first-time viewer? Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, you do look fabulous. Look at you. So this is my, my, uh, one of my, my summertime, this winter when it was really cold in my apartment and I was working from home, uh, I bought a s s sweatpants and a matching sweatshirt, and this is the summertime version. I bought a fucking caftan, and it is the best. Um, so nice. That's my uh, product pitch for this streaming in place appearance. <laughs> um, this season sucked. 
I it's yeah. unfortunately like the second episode was the one with the baby carrot and that left just the most revolting taste in my mouth and they did not get rid of it. Um, I thought that was like really ugly and small minded and um, and then and then it was just a, such an incomprehensible mess with as we've said like really good ideas. Um, that never went anywhere or they just totally wasted beautiful opportunities and beautiful performers and moments and goodwill one in one moment and then squandered the next. Um, that said, it sounds like I hated it entirely and I did not. Um, I was actually like thinking like, okay, what are my highlights and my lowlights? I had a ton of highlights. I loved the Mr. and Mrs. Mazikeen Smith episode. Um, Charlotte, grappling with her um, trauma and experiences and and like all that stuff where she's questioning her own reality because she doesn't understand what's happening to her is so powerful. And she is a performer, uh, elevates every scene she's in. Um, remember when Trixie did her hair? Mm -hmm. oh, so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, just so many like really, really good moments. And there could be episodes where I was kind of bored and then there would be like an amazing scene with Trisha Helfer and, um, oh, Dr. Linda, I can't remember your real name ever. Rachel Harris, yeah. Damn it, Rachel Harris. Um, yeah, they'd have like an amazing scene that would just stop me in my tracks. Uh, so good. I also thought that Off the Record was an incredible episode of television. And I love the finale. And then uh, I don't know if y'all have noticed in the chat, but I have a, I have a thing for Dan. <laughs> if you'd asked me season one, if I saw that coming, I would have been like, oh, I don't know. and now I'm like, he is just a charismatic ray of sunshine and he's very handsome. And we all saw him surf and he looked fine. And, um, I wish him well in all his endeavors. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, let's see. Did I, oh, the low light of the series for me can best be summed up in uh, whenever I, watching the finale, right? Which slaps, stuck the landing, however we want to say it. Super, super good. I watched it. I was like, this is so great. And then I rewind two episodes and remember one of my lowest points, like my reference marker for lowest point of season three is Chloe drunk on the bachelorette party bus. I just think about how sad and disappointing that entire plot line was. And um, that was the moment where I was like, oh, Lauren German is doing her job and her job really sucks right now. They've really done her a disservice as a character and a performer. And I hate watching her have to do this. Uh, I also didn't like Ella not being a person. I also didn't like all of the violence committed by Lucifer, employed as a member of a branch of a of a of the law. Um, that is like really disgusting and upsetting, even before the last two weeks. Uh, and the Maz uh, Amenadiel Linda Triangle is childish and absurd, and I reject it entirely. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to be a butthead, though. No, you're not being a butthead, listeners at home. You are not seeing and hearing all of the affirmations from the other people in the Zoom. But you are not alone, Scotty. <laughs> These are very popular opinions, at least in our conversation. So do not feel bad. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, and uh, I'm trying to think if um, um, I have anything more intelligent to say. <laughs> Thank you, Latoya. Latoya, well, I'll tell you another time. Um, it's not relevant to Lucifer, but I, anyway. Well, now uh, I want to know. <laughs> we're watching We're watching Legends of Tomorrow, right? Keenan and Allison and I are watching Legends of Tomorrow and a friend joined us recently and Allison didn't say who it was. She was like, we have a special guest to watch Legends with us tonight. And I typed in all caps, is it Latoya? <laughs> and it, it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should watch with us, Latoya, anytime you want. We're at I the beginning of- The friend who joined us is a delight and I'm so glad he's watching with us, but I definitely, you were the first person I thought of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it really was in all caps, is it Latoya? And I was like, <laughs> I got so excited. I should, I'm, I'm going to tell Latoya like, though. You should okay. text me immediately like, Tor, get here. <laughs> Here's the yeah, link. Next time, I promise. We're watching on Friday. You should come watch with us. Okay, Kate, Friday, no, you're, you're also welcome. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, I think my main takeaway is like, man, I did some really good stuff, but overall this season was a, a huge disappointment. And uh, I have a lot of notes, but um, folks I think are still amazing are, are Trisha Helfer, and Rachel Harris and and uh, and MVP for for old Scotty is a uh, one Monsieur Kevin Alejandro. Bonjour. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your Thank thoughts, you, friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Marcus, you're up. Any thoughts on season three? Um. Well, yeah. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the things rewatching this that I've found this time is not by not binging it. It seemed mm. ex- especially long this time. And that drawn out plot line was even worse because we we're pretty much stuck in the terrible part for weeks this time. And ooh, that was uh, pretty rough, but um, in terms of like, they did do some really good things and after I'd watched it the first time, those are the things that stuck in my mind the most, such as the finale with like both the reveal and just kind of great uh, like action set pieces for the first time, pretty much. Um, that I really feel like they could do a lot more of. And one of the other reasons why I really like the finale is it was said before, but the characters just most most of them felt off this season, but in that episode, none of them did, which in some ways it makes the episode better just because it's a relief to see them acting normal. So it's just like in contrast to the 12 episodes or whatever beforehand where everyone was really terrible. Um... I'd also like to shout out their very good casting choices for both uh, Charlene Yee and Lauren Lapkus. Those were both not the thing you would expect, but ends up being the absolute best casting I think they could have done. So I really appreciate that. I don't remember like too many of the castings overall for just one episode's. And those are two that I really remembered because they're very interesting. Um, Other than that, I think my favorite 
performance for this season was Charlotte. Um, I actually like Trisha Helfer playing Charlotte as opposed to Mom more. It's just a little more obviously just human, and there and the struggle she goes through through this season, I think, really shows what she can do. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think like I think I like Kane, but not Pierce. Okay, that's a good distinction. Oh, yeah, when it's like ninety-five percent Pierce, it's a problem. But the little bits where you get him as Kane, either being the evil villain, super like the that guy, or just being petty with Abel, I think works a lot better. But there's just so much of him being the Pierce persona, which does not work at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite episode? Um, just the ones that have already been <laughs> yeah. said pretty much. All like, the ones that we've all said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this season doesn't have as many options as I think season two did for great episodes. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, both the finale and... Uh, the uh off the record as well i do think um the infernal guinea pig too with abel was pretty great so yeah yeah absolutely and uh the the caldwells agree they they're right with you there on uh um on trisha helfer as charlotte specifically and like what she's brought to that performance as opposed to just in general being very good. So yeah, no, thank you for sharing your thoughts. And yeah, it's such a different experience binging this, which I know like many of us have said now, but I also watched this initially like half asleep and like five episodes, four episodes in a day kind of a thing. And I had the exact same experience that you had, Marcus, where like the good stuff stays in your mind and the, the bad stuff just kind of blurs together and you forget about it. So yeah, it's, it's very different um, to like be very, to be deliberate in your viewing and really meet it out. So yeah, definitely. Um, Keenan says, I forgot to say, I enjoyed Vegas with Radish or uh, way more than I remembered. Kenny Morningstar is excellent. Yes. Kenny Morningstar is fabulous. And um, so now for, for my final ones, I'm going to say Latoya and Allison and, and Noel, if you'll, unmute you can let me know what you think about about these so i have a list here and marcus did take my point about lauren lapkiss and shun yi um we also should specifically shout out patrick fabian as opposed to just the guy from uh on the record scotty says i forgot there was the episode where everyone gets drunk at lucifer's penthouse that was great that was one of my first good. ones yeah. it was so good get drunk i'm <laughs> a fancy british man <laughs> <laughs> Which is another one of my things from this season that I really liked, which there was way more of silly accents and people doing impersonations of each other and impressions of each other, uh, which I like that there's a lot more undercover this season. And I pretty much always enjoyed that. Um, the, I mean, we haven't, no, no one's mentioned the amazing scene with the loose forgiving Chloe, the necklace made of the bullet, which was so good. Um, I thought Kevin Carroll was really good as the, as the, as the for those just two episodes, very striking and very, 
uh, intense in those. Um, it was good to rewatch after I just finished watching Left the Leftovers for the first time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have here Dan's pudding and May's eating Dan's pudding specifically. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the I, I enjoyed a bunch of the party bus shenanigans, even if everything around it was bad. Um, we see, oh, Chloe at the high school and the, the blind date with the guy who makes his own toothpaste. <laughs> feels like he should talk about that on a first date. Um, the, the We've talked about before, really liking the way Tom Ellis does the physicality of the wings thing. And that was taken to a new level when his wings are beat all to shit in the finale. Uh, I thought they, that was a nice little micro tiny moment. Um, then, uh, <laughs> hello, drug dealers, <laughs> which is delightful. Um, let me see what else we do. This. Okay. N- next I'll say just, it was stupid, but it gave us so much fun to talk about, which is Moby Dick six times. <laughs> That's that. That's, that's like the, the the palmetto level of us just enjoying it. And then shout out to the montages. So the the brawl, the fight with Kane and Amenadiel, um, and also Lucifer not sleeping, and also Amenadiel training. <laughs> there were some good montages this season. Very good Amenadiel training. Yeah. Uh, and and an almost good montage in Lucifer being the worst neighbor ever. If it were only two hundred percent more gay. Yes. Definitely, definitely but still good the welding respect it's just the worst I, it's just the <laughs> respect worst. Uh, so there was a lot of really fun moments yeah, there's a lot the of season, good moments but but uh, there's just so much bad <laughs> yeah. it was hard for me like to pick like a really good episode to, like just because i'm like well i want like so many great moments and then there's like this part you know so i was like what is like unequivocally good and you know yeah. pudding and charlotte richards you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truly the only pure things. Yeah. Well, not pure because did you see what they were putting in the pudding? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Touche. I was thinking more of that pudding commercial, actually, and all. <laughs> oh, God, that pudding commercial that was like a Philadelphia cream cheese commercial. <laughs> Well, we are going to wrap up our conversation about Lucifer season three with 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 this. So thank you all for for powering through and watching along. We are not going to be doing Lucifer season four immediately after this. We will hold off. We will we are planning to do it, but we'll wait until closer to when um, Netflix is, announces they're going to drop season five. So we're going to put it off and kind of use that as a build up to season five. But next, we're going to do. Who wants to announce it? Allison. Yeah, look no. how excited Allison is. She's dancing. I She's am dancing. excited, but come on. <laughs> okay, but I'm no. reaping the benefits. One of no, you. what are we watching next? Uh, I already said we're watching The Vampire Diaries so we can compete directly with Latoya's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're going to uh, dip in for um, the animated classic from the early aughts, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, which originally aired on Nickelodeon in very sporadic bursts. Um, kind of like Gravity Falls, and um, it's currently streaming on Netflix again. And creepy side note: they remembered where I left off from when they had the license to stream this previously, and I, it was weird. But so that's what we're watching: is Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's very, very good. Kate and I have already seen it; it's fabulous. Um, and Allison is watching it for the first time. So we're gonna start out with uh, book one or season one, the book of water. Yes, is yes, the first one. Water. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so the well, Caldwells are, are excited. Marcus, I don't know if you're an Avatar person, but you're, you know, we hope you join us. And if not, we understand. It's okay. It's a very different show than Lucifer. Um, oh, this is perfect, Marcus. You can watch it with us. We're going to do two episodes a day because they're half hour episodes. Yeah. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the first two episodes of the series. Latoya, remind me, are you an Avatar person? No, uh, I have a complicated thing with the cartoons. Sometimes I really love cartoons. Sometimes I'm just like, no, thank you. My brother like watched it like religiously. So I've seen like some of it. Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. Think well, about it. I, um, I but also. don't overthink it. I, yeah, don't overthink it. I have <laughs> um, uh, also a like a sort of mixed relationship with uh, animated series. Sometimes they just don't do it for me. Sometimes I can't get enough, but I'm really loving this one so far can't wait to talk about the ones i've already seen and then we're putting a halt we watched one more last night because you all were right tom was like well that means we have to slow down i told you <laughs> i know you were right <laughs> like well sorry it's this is better this is better <laughs> no, you're right Meanwhile, so we watched I will be, one more last night i will be starting my <laughs> season four rewatch because <laughs> i need yeah i no. need the palette cleanser <laughs> yeah. yep yep understandable well then understandable. you'll just have to revisit when we revisit i oh, won't no. have a problem with that at all yeah it's good it's good stuff so we're looking forward to that down the line thank you again as always to keenan marcus and scotty for hanging out and sharing your thoughts on the season it's like it's always delightful when we when we hear from you guys on the like actually your voices not just your your typey typey in the chat um and thank you to latoya for joining us so often and so frequently on our lucifer journey and we look forward to your thoughts if you catch any uh, avatar let us know otherwise we look forward to your thoughts on season four of lucifer when we get there but Oh, Marcus says, my Netflix crash after I finished Lucifer season three, was that a sign? Yes, clearly it was. Very, very much so. Um, So until tomorrow, thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.